Um, it's been a while, Bush, since we've played a game at the beginning of the podcast. Let's do it. Let's uh, do this. Uh, now, this is a game that's only going to work for the next week or so uh, before you return to the studio and we are together once again in union. Um, I'm stood here in the studio. I'm now going to move to the back of the studio. I'm leaning against the lit Absolute Radio sign. I've got a scrunched up ball of paper in my hand. Yeah. In the far corner of the studio is the bin. The question to you and the listener listening to this podcast, playing along at home, is the ball going to go in? Now, I don't mean this in a bad way. You're having one of those weeks, Richie, where it's all just... It's been a hard week, isn't it? It's been a hard it week. Been Things a hard haven't... Week. It hasn't been easy this week, whether it's tech stuff or getting in now and doing meetings and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sadly, I'm going to say, unfortunately, I don't think you're going to get the ball in the bin. It's not been that kind of slick week. OK, fair enough. I'm now going to speak directly to the listener at home. Do you think the ball of scrunched up paper is going to go in the bin? OK, cool. Ooh, Thank you. Ooh. Interesting take on it. I'm going to swing the microphone towards the bin so you'll hear what happens. It's away from me. Bush, give me a countdown. Three, two, one, throw. Oh. Didn't sound like near. That didn't sound like that tinny hit of metal of the bin to me. Uh, you may have heard it uh, then tumble along the floor afterwards, yeah. Uh, one, more, one more little thing. Just, just go and grab it one more time. Sorry about this. Okay, got it. Arsenal, your team Arsenal are playing Spurs at the weekend. If you get the ball in the bin, Arsenal oh, don't win. Don't do that to him, don't. If they don't... I'm afraid it's a Spurs win. Don't take that bet, Richie. Don't do it. I'm going to take do it. it. You can take this it. is on him. I'm a gambler. Destiny. Here we go. <laughs> Tottenham have won. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, it's not going to be a great weekend. Rimmed it. We stand on the very edge of the weekend. It's Mother's Day this weekend, didn't you know? And you know what? God bless mums. God bless all mums. Love them. Uh, they're amazing. Mums are also formidable as well. Little firecrackers normally, aren't they, mums? <laughs> uh, so my mum, Jerry is uh, five foot five. Uh, she's getting smaller each year. Definitely getting smaller each year. There's no two ways about it. My nana was exactly the same from Liverpool. Uh, and she used to use this Scouse phrase, which I've mentioned before on the show. Uh, but my nana used to say she was growing down like Brown's cow. <laughs> which I don't know what that is. It's like an Irish Scouse way of describing that you're getting shorter year upon year. But the main thing is they'd no, take no prisoners. Despite their, their small stature, they would take no prisoners. So we thought, as a special way of celebrating mums uh, this coming Mother's Day weekend, why don't we try and find the UK's smallest mum? Do you know what? By I guess by finding the mum that is the most diminutive in stature, by default, we are going to find the mum that is the most to be respected and feared. Because, as you say, yes. these people, these mums, they are heroes, but quite often, you're, you're quite right, I think of I think of my dear old mum, you know, she, she, she was the same kind of height as me. If she was still with us right now, she would be, you know, rapidly shrinking. Growing so, down like Brown's cow. Like, uh, like your nan said. I'll, I'm sure I'll understand that phrase, by uh, by seven o'clock tonight, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're quite right. For, to, to be feared and respected, but uh, in in such a wonderfully small package. 
It'd be interesting, right, to, to have, obviously, hopefully, the statistics that will come in from the Home Time listeners in terms of the actual height of your mum, and then we can cross-reference that, or maybe some fancy graph paper from school with how fierce they were. There must be a correlation with the smaller they get, the more intimidating and not to be messed with, Definitely. not to be trifled with that they are. Uh, John says, my mum is four foot seven and three quarters. Uh, apparently, according to his mum, the three quarters do make a difference. But <laughs> I, I would agree with his mum if that is the case, because as, as we said, earlier the uh, the scientific formula of this is the, the smaller they get the more the more amazing they are so that that three quarters is very important it's called the peggy mitchell effect ferocious <laughs> yeah. uh, tara has tweeted us actually she says i'm five foot and my mum is smaller than me possibly four nine four ten love her estimating the size of a mum uh, she says he's sending a photo she says here she is being surprised by a penguin full of ice cream on her birthday a couple of years ago note my dad's jealousy fantastic photo formidable mum mark says you've missed a trick here lads you could have called it absolute mini mums Oh, that. that would have been very good. Would have been brilliant. It's the end of the week. We're tired. Um, Tina says, "I'm going to shout out myself because my kids are not cool enough to listen to your show. I am four foot eight. I'm an awesome mum. I am Tina. <laughs> I, I am Tina. <laughs> I think uh, could be a movie. I love that. D- Dave says my mum's five foot one and a half. She never misses out the half. And I tell you what, you better not either when chatting height with her. So she's quite formidable as well. All these mums are quite formidable." Uh, Dan, you have a legend to share with us. Yeah, she's a little sick. She's probably smaller than four eight at the moment. Oof. She's, uh, yeah, she's a force to be reckoned with, definitely. Okay, and tell us about your mum. What's her name? Or what kind of things does she like doing? So we can find out a bit about her ahead of Mother's Day weekend. Um, and I'm Sylvia. She's um, she likes gardening, oh. uh, reading. Um, she's not got many more pastimes. She's about seven. She's coming seventy this year, so. Is there anything she won't stand for? Is there anything Sylvia will not stand for? Don't cross her kids. (laughs) She was formidable with the teachers, you know. (laughs) Right, definitely. definitely. So this this was the booking at parents' evening that the teacher was not looking up to. Oh, definitely. She used to go with the purse lips. Is probably the best way to describe it. So, (laughs) many occasions I remember chasing me and the brother around the garden, trying to get a slipper off at the same time. Right. Well, you see, there's the question, Dan. All right. She might have gone with the purse lips, but um, were you were you and your brother giving her something to worry about? Yeah, I should say she did really well, considering. You know, she really did. Bless her, she did. She sounds a legend, Dan. Thanks for telling us all about her. Happy Mother's Day to Sylvia. We're trying to find the UK's smallest mum at the moment. I think we're looking at like four foot eight is kind of the smallest we've got so far uh, Kev Webster's been on he says my mum's five foot three probably quite tall compared to some of the others mentioned however my dad my two brothers and myself are all six foot plus and she's kept us all in check for years she sounds amazing, she uh, sounds amazing. Lou in Exeter Bush we, we should read this out says Bush Richie I'm feeling rather discriminated against I'm a six foot two mum you should wow. do giant mums next week thank you Lou that would be great Watch this space next week, Mega Mums. In every way. Uh, Debbie, you've got a great one to tell us about? I did, yes. My my mum was an amazing woman. Um, She basically had six children. Uh Um, So there was four girls and one boy. I was the baby. Um, and she was four foot eleven and an absolute force to be reckoned with. <laughs> <laughs> so, sounds like a cyclone. Uh, God bless your poor brother. He must have been absolutely mauled on a daily basis, being out, outnumbered, I imagine. A 
I think by my older sisters, yes, probably not by me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I still remember one one day when um, I she bought me these school shoes that I didn't want to wear, and our kitchen was a long galley kitchen, um, and the, to get out the back door, there was like stone steps down into the yard. And I was kicking off saying I wasn't going to wear these shoes to school because I hated them. And she literally threw me through the door and the shoes followed. I put them on, I went to school. <laughs> <laughs> See, that story, and remind us of the height again. Four foot eleven. See, th- there you go. So six kids, stories like that, four foot eleven. The smaller they come, the more to be respected they are. Absolutely, yeah. None of us tangled with her very often. <laughs> the smaller they are, the bigger their bites. And we've got Darina on the phone who wants to tell us about her mum. Tell us a bit about her, Darina. Yeah, I mean, she's not with us anymore. She passed away, in co- not from COVID, but she passed away during lockdown last year. Um, and she was an absolute legend, absolutely. She's been Italian, she was crazy, you name it. She was, and uh, do you want to know about the Philbert Fox story then? Philbert Fox? Go on. So, basically, we were at a charity football match that my nephew was playing and then um, left a lot. there was a lot of Leicester City players there. It was a long, long time ago. It was a charity oh. event. And uh, Gilbert Fox, the mascot, was there. And he happened to walk by my mum and his tail knocked her coffee all down her chest. <laughs> so she immediately grabbed him, spun him around and started punching him in the face. It was so embarrassing. So oh. needless to say, me and my sister just ran off and we, we claimed to know nothing about this woman or, or anything. What so, an amazing yeah. thing, though, to be able to tell your friends that, that your mum has had a fight with the Leicester City yeah. mascot, Philbert Fox. Philbert Fox, absolutely. They look, especially all my, my Leicester friends. Uh, Fans, friends, I should say. Oh, so, Darina, a couple of years back, when Leicester won the Premier League out of uh, out of nowhere, and it was one of the world's biggest sporting surprises, is your <laughs> mum the whole city celebrating, and your mum's watching TV, seeing Phil and thinking scumbag? Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, it last was, thing, it was really embarrassing. It was terrible. Darina, before we let you go, we need to find out your mum's name and how how really tall you was she was. Probably about four foot nine, something like that. Proper little Italian lady. And what was her name? Maria. Well, her real name was Natalina, but Maria Correggi. Okay. So as we head into the weekend, uh, we want to hear from you as to whether you've got anything going on this weekend. Um... Join me in this lounge bar, Bush. I love this music. I feel like I'm playing uh, L.A. Noir all over again on uh, on the PlayStation. Uh, we want to hear from you if you've got something going on this. <laughs> oh, I need to let you know what's going on here. Um... <laughs> I'd not heard this piece of music before we started this feature. Um... Marks out of ten for how suspenseful you think it is, Bush. I like it. It's got that kind of hard-boiled detective thing where we don't quite know what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? I like it. I like it. That's good. OK, it's making me giggle. I do feel like you're, you're polishing glasses and, and packing up a bar, though. In the That's the vibe that I've got. Happening. I feel like yeah. I'm wearing an apron, yeah. <laughs> Have you got something going on this weekend that is a little bit of a cliffhanger that would mean we'd want to hear from you on Monday's show to find out how it goes? For example, this yeah. weekend, you know how we've had... 
renovation stuff going on at home at the moment, Bush. Uh-huh. Last night, my wife sprung to me. She said, we need to have a bit of a music magpie session over the weekend because I want to clear that cupboard of CDs and chuck them. Oh. Uh, I mean... I honestly don't think we're going to raise any more than a tenner out of what is an entire IKEA cupboard of music. But she's really keen to do it. Do you know what? It's such a slap in the face selling CDs. Such a slap in the face because you get absolutely nout for doing it. Back in the day when you used to do car boot sales, I remember you go and do these car boot sales and I had loads of CDs that I was selling and you get these people that come in. They're allowed in an hour before all the normal people come in. Yeah. And they sniff around with these apps and try and <laughs> steal stuff. Go, get lost. Get off. Shoo. They're like Jawas from Star Wars. Get off. Oh, TD. So that, so, would, that would be I, me. I don't know. So what is your, in terms of a cliffhanger though, are you thinking whether you can get rid of them all or how much money you're going to get? What is the, the, the crux of the cheating The cliffhanger for me is that I don't think we're going to make any more than around about £9. From oh, probably about, about two hours of sat on the floor scanning things in. Listen, I mean, obviously get in touch about your cliffhanger for the weekend, but whilst you're at it, have a little guess about the, <laughs> the final title that Richie's going to rake in. Uh, Becky says, we did the same... 50% of them they didn't want. The rest, it was about 2p per CD. Good luck. Oh, dear. Do you know what I mean? You remember the one where we had the Robbie Williams incident where I put a load of the ones I refused to sell in a basket in the back of the car and somehow Robbie Williams was in there. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, I'm still holding on to them. I still think maybe CDs are going to come back again. Do you know what okay, I mean? Okay, good luck. Just don't get rid of all of them. That's all I'm saying. Do you, do you want to know my weekend, Cliff? Go on. As you know, I'm a massive nerd and I love board games and all that kind of stuff. I'm doing my first ever online kind of storytelling game at the weekend. There's this brilliant new game I've got called They Came From Beneath The Sea. So this music's perfect. And it's, and it's a collaborative storytelling game where you, you reenact 1950s pulp B-movies. with sci- You know those movies with sci-fi and rubber uh, aliens coming from the beach and yep. people running off and all that kind of stuff but it's going to be on Zoom normally you'd do these things all sat around in a circle and work at it together it's going to be on a Zoom video chat so and it's with my friends Brian, Pete um, Mark and Adrian and it's, it's happening on Saturday night tomorrow night I just don't know how it's going to go it'll either be brilliant and they'll love it <laughs> or they'll absolutely hate it your drama on the show Christine what's happening for your weekend then? yes I certainly have my husband and I are driving to uh, Wales to pick up our new English Bull Terrier puppy tomorrow called Stanley. Wow, that's amazing. What I find fascinating about when people get dogs, because both Richie and I both want a dog, but it ain't happening at the moment, you always have to drive quite far. Like I was talking to someone the other day, they yeah. had to go to Leeds to get their dog. So you're going into deepest, darkest Wales for yours? Yeah, no, it's just over the bridge, you see, so it's only an hour away, so that's quite good. Oh. My accent made you think I was further away, though, didn't it? <laughs> it certainly <laughs> did. Yes, that is not the accent over the bridge from Wales. Uh, that's like over no. the. That's like under the Boris Johnson Tunnel, which is a very different thing. Yeah. And in fact, that's going to Ireland. Um, Christine, tell us: uh, Do you have a name for the dog yet, or have you got to see what he looks like yeah. first? No, no, he's going to be called Stanley. Superb. That's a lovely yeah. name. And yeah, uh, is there, what, what's the kind of cliffhangery thing about this? Well, is he going to chew my brand new kitchen? That's the cliffhanger. <laughs> well, I'd say yes on that. That's, that's not a cliffhanger. It's a puppy. Um, do you, have you got kids? Do they know about this? Yeah, well, they, they do know we're getting them. They don't know we're getting them tomorrow. They think it's next week, so we've, we've sprung it a week early. Oh. So, so yeah. Stan, are you, how are you going to do the big reveal with Stanley? Are you going to do any form of like drama with it or what? Well, we're just going to wake them up at five o'clock tomorrow and drive and get them, and that's it. We'll wake them up tomorrow and tell them we're going. <laughs> 
Love it. I used to love being woken on a weekend at five o'clock by my parents. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> I tell you, if you want to do a, a proper uh, dog surprise for them, make, make wake them up at five o'clock on Sunday morning and get them to clean up his poo that he's done in the back garden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, 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 a, that's a good cliffhanger, that one. <laughs> Christine, we hope it goes well. We're going to send you a home time Thank face you. mask as well. Brilliant, awesome. Thank you very much. Have a nice weekend, guys. Uh, Ollie is hanging on. You got a cliffhanger for us, Ollie? Yes, um, the tandem bike that we're going to be picking up. Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> so, how how on earth are you, have you come to the, the point where you're buying a tandem bike? Tell us about that. Well, it was advertised in the Midweek Herald, which is our local paper here near Honiton in Devon, mm-hmm. um, and it was in for 100 quid. So I did a quick screenshot, sent it to my mate Midge, and he said he'll go halves. So picking it up tomorrow with a fair wind. I would have to say that uh, without knowing much about tandems, I think you've got a bit of a bargain there, 50 quid each for a tandem. I think it is, and he's got a big shed as well, so we've got storage sorted. That was part of the deal. All right, and where are you going to go on your tandem? We're picking it up from Exmouth, and we've got to head back to Giddesham near Honiton, so um, over the common, Woodbury Common, and I think there's a good westerly tomorrow, so (laughs) 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 should be all right. Wow. My favourite bit about your text is that um, your uh, your words were autocorrected to a different thing, and it said that okay. you you picked you picked up your midweek Gerald, and I thought it was a special <laughs> night of the week in Devon that I've not heard about before. From the bus shower, yeah. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> um, have you and your mate Gerald uh, ever been on a tandem together before, or is this going to be the first ride to get it back home? We haven't cycled one together before, but we have both had experience of a tandem. And uh, as he said, uh, who can go wrong buying a tandem? No regrets. So uh, and how are you going to decide who goes at the front and who goes at the back? I hear tossing a coin is the best way. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit bigger, so I fancy myself on the front, but um, I don't mind really. As long as we can keep our two metres. I would say you have the stoker at the back with the power. <laughs> but you don't know what he's doing, do you? He could have his legs legs out either side while you're dragging him up the hill. So <laughs> This is fantastic. This is like an episode of uh, Last of the Summer Wine with this going on. Um, uh, I can guarantee um, that we are calling you back on Monday show to find out how this went. Superb. The Home Time Show in association with the No Repeat Guarantee are proud to present the very latest lifestyle technology. You've embraced smartwatches and app-based organisers. Now get ready for the next level in AI smart speakers. We bring you the Leona Graham Digital Personal Assistant. Achieve what you want during the day with encouragement from Absolute Radio's Queen of Rock, Leona Graham. Are you getting up or what? Get weather reports. Bit windy. Latest travel news. Call that a motorbike. Stay on time for meetings. Get a move on. If you went any slower, you'd grow roots. Plan a shopping list on the move. Step away from the salted caramel. And play your favourite music anywhere in the house. Hey, Leona, play Jamiroquai. Hey, Leona, that's ACDC. Shut up, Neil. I'm doing you a favour. The Leona Graham Digital Personal Assistant. Available through the Absolute Radio app now.
All week we've been monitoring Easter food activity. Uh, it started with eggs, checking in with those who'd been eating far too many, far too early. Uh, and we've been, over the last 24 hours, asking you to get in touch with us with your Easter extras. All right, see what we've done there, extras. Uh, where, where someone's taken a bit of Easter merchandise and they've gone a little bit too far and stretched it somewhat. Uh, some of these tie-ins ahead of Easter are unbelievable. And we were saying on last night's show that something's happened to Easter. You know, five, six years ago, Easter was just, oh, is it Easter? What day is it? It keeps moving around. We don't even know when it is. But recently, people have started to tie in their products to it as well, and it's a great thing. I've been sent an amazing little gift from the lovely people at the Snaffling Pig Company, and they make pork-scratching-based treats. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they sent me a cardboard box full of loads of different types of pork-scratching, which I've been eating in the background of this evening's show. But the key thing is, they've sent me an extra porky Easter gift set. So, so it, it's like a pork-scratching Easter egg in many ways. A, a, a giant pork-scratching moulded into the shape of an egg? Well, it looks like it's an egg shape, but when you actually pull it out, it's just a uh, load of pork-scratchings in one of them... You know, these big jam jars with, like, a clippy lid on the top. <laughs> I feel like this is the kind of thing that I would dream about if I'd had too much cheese the night before. It, it is an unbelievable thing. It's an, <laughs> it, I'm having to do everything in my powers not to crack into these. But it's interesting that the it, the pork scratching market is getting involved in the whole Easter yes. thing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Uh, it started with the hot cross buns yesterday, the uh, the Marmite ones. Uh-huh. He has spotted some Asda Extra Special Four Tomato and Red Leicester Hot Cross Buns. What's your thought on them? I think hot cross buns are getting into territory they don't need to be involved with. Uh, And I would include tomato and the red Leicester, thanks. So, welcome to the end of the podcast. Uh, We predicted Arsenal Spurs at the beginning. Uh, Now, Everton Burnley, is it this weekend? Everton Burnley tomorrow at half five. If the ball goes in the bin, uh, we win. If the ball doesn't land in the bin we lose who'll be throwing on my, on my behalf our producer Adem is throwing for you mm. do you want uh, okay. overarm or underarm overarm definitely absolutely thunk it in there it's the only way to go with chucking okay. stuff in the bin oh close but no nice. cigar terrible <laughs> terrible weekend of football all round 